Pastor Henry Horner and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We continue today with our study on the Lord's model prayer given to his disciples and followers during his discourse, commonly referred to as the Sermon on the Mount. It is recorded by Matthew in verses 9 to 13 in the sixth chapter of his gospel. Today, we will move on to verse 10 and focus our study on the second petition in this prayer, which reads, Your kingdom come. This is the kingdom about which Matthew has been speaking, the kingdom which Christ will establish on this earth. This is a worthy petition for all of us to pray, for we are to commit ourselves to God's program. The Old Testament writers spoke of a coming kingdom where men and animals will live in harmony. That will only take place when God's kingdom is established here on this earth. This had not yet taken place at the time that of Christ's first coming, for he tells us to pray that it will come. So we are to pray for an event that is still future, and by doing so, we commit ourselves to God's program for the future of this planet and to the well-being of God's created creatures that he has established upon it. Now, here is verse 10 of Matthew chapter 6, and it reads, We ask that your kingdom will come now. May your will be done here on earth just as it is in heaven.
Now, here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. Is our God really involved in what happens on this planet? Is He really involved in history? Does He have a program for our world and for the world to come? A further question, can we affect history by talking to God about it? Jesus once instructed His disciples how to pray. I've been talking about that prayer on a number of What's New programs. We usually call it the Lord's Prayer, and Matthew records it in chapter 6 of the first gospel. In that first line of that model prayer, Jesus suggests that a prayer should express reverence for God's person first. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's a good way to start our prayers by expressing reverence for God's person. Now today I come to the next set of words in the pattern prayer Jesus suggested. Jesus said, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Chapter 6, verse 10. Jesus here suggests that we commit ourselves to God's program. Jesus expressed his own philosophy of history in these words. Of course, there is a great deal of confusion among humans at this point. Don't we make our own history? Is God still involved, or has he backed off, or is he dead? Or does he wait until things get so bad on earth and then steps in? Or is history just moving in circles, going nowhere? Or are we really moving somewhere? Is there a plan, and is there a goal behind history? If there is a God, what are his plans? What are his goals? And how and where do you and I fit in? The disciples to whom Jesus spoke that day in Galilee evidently knew that the church would soon begin. How did it fit into God's plans, program, and goals? What part should the Christian community, the church, play in the individual Christian's life? I've asked a lot of urgent questions in the last few minutes. Before I go on, let's look back for a moment. The disciples asked Jesus that he suggest to them a way of speaking to God that was different from the pagans. Jesus said, Begin by committing yourself to God's person. Begin by a statement of belief that God really exists, he really is. That's a good way to begin a conversation with God. He might have a tendency to listen if you tell him you believe he really exists. Why pray if you don't believe he is? But then Jesus suggests that the one who prays also commit himself to God's program. God is and God does. The writers of the Bible often emphasize those two points. The author of Psalm 115 wrote in verse 3, Our God is in heaven. Then he added, he does whatever pleases him. God is and God does. Evidently, God has a program and Christians are to have a concern for it and commit themselves to it. The disciples and we should pray and that prayer should include a statement of concern for and commitment to God's program. Jesus suggested a statement like, your kingdom come. What did Jesus mean by kingdom? If it is past, then why pray for it to come? 
If it was already present, then why pray for it to come? Your kingdom come, Jesus said. He must have been speaking about a coming kingdom of which the prophets spoke so often. I believe that that utopia which these inspired writers so often described is still ahead. It hasn't yet come. At that time, Malachi wrote that all shall know him. Isaiah wrote about a little child playing at the hole of a formerly poisonous snake without danger, and the lamb and lion lying together with no animosity. Such a utopia for which our world longs hasn't ever been. And judging from what's happening in our world today, it might be a long time before it comes, unless, unless God bring things to a head, and then it could come soon. One day our world will see the scenes the prophets described. I believe it's a grave mistake to spiritualize away the prophets' words concerning the coming kingdom when every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is a time to be desired and longed for by everyone. The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. While that consummation is still future, it already began with Christ when he came to our world in Jesus. Submission to him now and submitting to his rule in our lives is a foretaste of what's coming. I emphasize your kingdom come tells us that God has a plan, a future for our world, for its people, for Israel, for the disciples to whom he spoke, and for us. History is going somewhere. Things will culminate in a kingdom with a capital and a king. God has a program, and when we worship him, and when we pray, we need to acknowledge it, believe it, and commit ourselves to it. God has a design, and you and I can participate in that grand design. We're not just standby spectators. The greatest drama in the world is not being played on some Hollywood or New York stage. It's God working out his design. And we're not sitting in the bleachers observing. We're participants in the arena. Be committed, first of all, to his person, and second, to his program. God is, and God does. He is working out his salvation plan, and it's on schedule.
safe and secure. He will never abandon you. You are his treasure, and he finds his pleasure in you. News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.